You, you are, are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back, back to the masses. All right, y'all, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, bringing you some of the best of what we call 21st century black radio, a diverse mix of old school and new school music, as well as news, commentary, and interviews. You got myself, DJ Fusion, on the side, you got my brother, John Judah. What's going on, bro? Yes, indeed, whole we are wide world back again. The Nappy Grand, aka Wolfman Black. What's the deal? Of course, Fuse Box is all that whole big shout out to the, all the soldiers and all the sisters. Big shout out to everybody. We love you all. Of course, US, Africa, South America, Europe, Asia. We're going to do it up, of course, Fuse Box style. DJ Fuse is in the house, of course. J. Judah, a.k.a. Mighty Joe Young, a.k.a. Your Mammy's Get Off Boy. We're going to show you where the real McCoy was the deal, Fuse on. Doing all right, doing all right. Glad to be here another week. Glad to be dug out of the snow in the D.C. Metro well, and God. the um, overall Northeast Coast area and whatnot. That was kind of a mess last week. So, you know, we're glad to have Judah back here since, you know, he got stuck in the ill snow so Snowing in my children So he couldn't make it into the studio But you know We got an ill John Judas said jumping off We got a special old school hip hop interview Jumping off this week with Money wow. B Of Digital Underground Shout out right. to that brother He's doing his thing real major and real heavy On a lot of levels Big shout out to Oak Town What's the deal? No doubt, no doubt As well as the new Black Agenda Report segment As well as also a Direct Effects segment So shout out to Glenn Ford and um, Lamar Blackman Respectively of both organizations Alright And you know, as always We have to thank all of our broadcast affiliates We appreciate y'all spreading the word About what we do here at the Fusebox Radio Definitely check out the updated list of all of those folks Either at our official MySpace At MySpace.com Slash Fusebox Radio F-U-S-E-B-O-X R-A-D-I-O or over at our official blog site at blackradioisback.com. Um, we got a lot of article updates that are going to be jumping off on there within this week. So definitely check that out. Fell a little behind since we got a lot of projects going on that um, folks will definitely um, be in tune with and be in touch with very, 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 very soon. You can also, for all those people who want to be in touch with the Fuse Box, besides um, either accessing the show weekly through one of our broadcast partners or through our podcast site, fuseboxradio.podomatic.com, or grabbing the podcast via iTunes, Zoom, etc., you can also go and hit us up on um, a lot of the social networks, working sites. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, um, as we said, MySpace, YouTube, um, Foursquare, which I still got to get that um, account set up fully, but we're on Foursquare. Um, pretty much all those joints slash fusebox radio so twitter.com slash fusebox radio facebook.com slash fusebox radio etc etc um folks try to interact with everybody who um, reaches out as much as we can and i'm um, through all of our websites as well for those music artists who are interested in having their music considered for a broadcast airplay for the fusebox radio our information is on there and ready to go clean versions only because you want to be able to hit up the, the youth as well as the older heads so you know, sit in those clean versions or your version had to be extremely, extremely, extremely to the 20th power dope for one of us to sit down and edit out that joint. So, you know, 
send in the hot joints for consideration both myself and judah go through those every week you know we're literally a two-person very intimate staff and you know you're joining this flames you'll eventually get on so exercise some patience because besides this radio show we do other stuff too so you know you come kind of funny style guess what you know i don't got time for internet bites of funny style type of business i don't got that time for that in real life so you know you do it on the net i don't know you're kind of corny but anyway i don't know i remember i remember uh, hip-hop from the 80s i remember the blueprint you know what I'm saying? You ain't representing gonna be on the blueprint. You probably get ignored, so don't come up with an attitude. You understand? Indeedy, indeedy, indeedy. But very, very true. And also, as always, shout out to our folks um, who we do stuff with on the written in the Oh Hell Naw blog. Um, Mixtape Mondays will be jumping off um, the following Monday. We had that off for President's Day. And um, the Indecent Exposure um, article series highlighting a whole bunch of indie artists from a whole bunch of music genres. Oh, with my fam over at Planet Ill. Shouts out to Sloss and all of them over at um, the OHN crew. And shouts out to O'Diesel and all the other fellow writing crew over at PlanetIll.com. And let me see here. Trying to think about certain stuff commentary-wise. Um, things are all over the place. I don't know if we did it beforehand, but shout out to the Saints Super Bowl win for our U.S. football fans. Um, shouts out to everybody who's doing their thing right now over at the Winter Olympics in Vancouver, Canada. Um, saw the opening ceremonies. They were kind of bugged out, but it was cool. You know, Canada showed who they were, and it's it's kind of interesting. <laughs> you know, it's all good. Big, big up to them and, you know, all the things they've been setting up. And to the, um, the man who, young man who died over at the Luge um, tr- um, practice earlier, um, definitely condolences to him and his family. I cannot pronounce his name, so I don't want to mess up the brother thing. People can search that out and everything in that regard. Yeah, I saw homeboy fly out there and wrap around that pole. I know he was done. That's why it's always been a dangerous sport, you know what I'm saying? But I think people kind of like the high of it, of getting involved in that. I want to say briefly, big shout out to Denzel Washington. Book of Eli is the joint. I was hooked before it became like, well, save the ancient writings of the Hebrews. I was hooked before then, like in the like um, when he when they came at him, you know what I'm saying? Like he was on some old like you know like self defense thing. First five, ten, fifteen minutes, I was like, this, this, this is the joint. Definitely check out Book of Eli. Outside of Malcolm X, Hurricane Carter, maybe one or two others, this is up there for me. Ah, oh, no doubt. I definitely um dug Book of Eli. Too, just as an overall movie, and I had to give props to whoever wrote the script because they fit everything in well. Because in somebody else's hands, it could have been real corny. We got to keep it 101 percent because you had an action flick that tied in spirituality type of stuff that tied in a big old literacy PSA never type of thing. I'm not really giving away no plot when I'm saying these type of things for people who haven't seen the movie yet. You know, I just said on Twitter, this is the best action slash spirituality slash literacy PSA slash black people action movie ever that tied it all together and, you know, made it well. Briefly, the his, the character who played opposite him, this white dude, I think he, he's been in a lot of movies. I think he was in Planet Apes. Excellent performance. That white dude nailed it. When you see the guy with the glasses who, who played opposite Denzel. Excellent performance. I thought it was. I was laughing because I was touched by like the uniqueness and the realness. 
And both them jokers, all every, it was there's some character actors in there. It was a good, it was a good flick. True indeedy, true, true, true indeedy. And um, since we're on the entertainment end, um, people have seen my brief opinion about it on Twitter, but I'm gonna say something briefly here. We know that the We Are the World 25 remake is um, supposed to have um, benefits towards various organizations for the rebuilding process in Haiti. I appreciate very highly the people who took out their time to do it for that particular purpose. That being said, it's not the hottest thing musically. It's not as terrible as some people had me think to believe beforehand. But, you know, to keep it 101%, the original We Are The World wasn't exactly the most hardcore track in the world either. You know, it was another track for a good cause for Africa, for which is kind of scary for me to be like, damn, this generator doesn't even remember when that joint went down. I was young when it went down anyway. Hit to 25 or whatever. But, you know, I don't know. I feel kind of funny to see how some people went about attacking. Like, I went on some hipster music blogs. Their main thing they were mad at was that there was hip-hop involved, period. You know, never mind certain parts of musicality where I'm like, look, you know, no fits of these people. I'm like, you got T-Pain has lead vocal and Gladys Knight is in the choir. Who the hell made that decision? But, you know, I guess on certain levels they want to have a younger generation be able to identify people they are used to seeing all the time. So I understand with the video they had certain people get the FaceTime and the lead joints or whatever. Because back in the day, you know, they had Dan Aykroyd in there. And, you know, they had Vince Vaughn up in there now. You two cats, you're like, you know, as the web says, WTF, why are they up in there? You know what I'm saying? These cats don't seem worth a damn. But, you know, it it is what it is. Um, my main beef with it musically were, as I said, like some people who they chose for lead vocals. I'm like, you got a pussycat doll up in there. What the hell is that about? You know what I'm saying? You got three cats singing an auto-tune on the piece. Personally, I'm indifferent about the hip-hop verse. I don't think it was terrible for what it was. I mean, if y'all expect, you know, some Wu-Tang abstract lyricism up in that piece, you you already disappointed yourself from the game. But it wasn't corny either. I just feel like it was there in in my personal viewpoint. Um, I saw a lot of good singers in the choir. But again, the lead, whoever chose the lead, Joe, I'm like, dude, this shouldn't have been all about... TV time, you know what I'm saying? Like with Celine Dion, I mean she can't sing. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of her work, but she can sing. When she comes off more more soulful than some of the other folks who sing, besides like Jennifer Hudson and some other people, it's like, yeah, this is kind of whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, things being for a good cause does not necessarily mean they cannot be above reproach. So as I said, I don't think it's terrible. Personally, I would give it a C as a straight up type of song, but you know. If that's the way people want to go and buy stuff and donate, more power to everybody who got together and um, got involved. So, you know, I'm going to put it that way. You can go do a quick search on the net. The video is all over the place. A whole bunch of different commentary is all over the place. So, you know, it's it's not a musical death sentence, but, you know, people were like, it's the most amazing thing since sliced bread. I also had to look at the fact that if you feel that way about that song, this shows how far music has slipped bottom line in terms of how people look at stuff in this country that just was not the hottest thing on earth that's all i gotta say on that well i'm glad that they made it and hopefully money that they make from it will go to haitian relief and that'll be a good thing i do not like the new version but it's for that purpose and sometimes it's a purpose more than 
um, than anything else. You know what I'm saying? If it's going to help people. And in the end of the day, you know, all we can do is just go from there. Big up to the people who who had who had sincerity in their hearts when they did it. Oh, no doubt, because that was my last of a little beef on there. There were some people who weren't sincere at all. There were some really grandstanding people up in that video, and that annoyed the hell out of me. Like, look, it's not about you, okay? You're in this, but it's not about you. So you know, you know, like this is like a regular, you know little music video and you can be like yeah and do all these crazy facial expressions and all that type of data like are you serious ew you know what i'm saying come on just just do your thing and and keep it moving if you're already supposedly a star why are you being all extra on this joint that's kind of cheese ball and whack but that is my miniaturized commentary on that for people who aren't on our twitter joint or whatever and with haiti um as always um we're definitely um, Doctors Without Borders, Good Organization, International Rescue Committee. Um, Yellow Haiti has not messed up. Yeah, so I'm, I'll still give them their dues. And you can search for a whole bunch of other different organizations who are doing their thing to the direct assistance in Haiti. Because that's what I'm looking at right now. Since at this juncture, we're in the rebuilding process. A whole lot of funny style business is going to happen. So, you know, us as an independent media outlet, as well as a whole bunch of others, going to definitely have to look out and, you know, keep on folks' toes. Because as we've seen with this thing where people are trying to take these kids out of the country, um, <clears throat> illegally, or whatever, a lot of stuff's going to happen on that level to the governmental level. Because there are a lot of people who are already trying to play power positions there with different um, military people there for more reasons than just assistance and other types of deals. So, you know. I just wanted to kind of say something. There's a lot of ignorant Negroes that's talking about how voodoo helped the New Orleans Saints. Voodoo didn't help the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints helped themselves. And they had the strength and the will to want to do something for uh, 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 Louisiana and New Orleans, who have never seen that before. I heard ignorant Negroes on the radio and off talking about, what was the voodoo factor? Okay, then why don't they use the voodoo factor on racist crackers? Because they, it don't work. It only work on other Negroes. You see what I'm saying? So the Saints didn't need voodoo. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure the white boys on there wasn't using no voodoo either. You know what I'm saying? I just want to say, I heard somebody say, oh, the voodoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. The voodoo helped them. The voodoo helped them. Whatever. That ain't, voodoo had nothing to do with that. Anyway. No doubt, no doubt. And, um,. One thing, too, for all my people who um, celebrate Carnival and all that good stuff, you know, hope y'all have a good one, whichever country um, that you're in and stuff. And one interesting joint I've noticed with um, Carnival, I was reading this article earlier this week, they have in one of the surrounding um, areas of Rio de Janeiro, one of the um, government folks has banned Brazilian hip hop from being played. To the point where you could go ahead and get yourself a, I think it's like a six month prison sentence if you do it. Because, yeah, it's a, um, you face up to six months in jail. You play Brazilian rap or funk music at the street parties because they say the style promote violence and vulgarity. I found that to be very interesting. Or whatever. On multiple levels, whether it's a freedom of speech thing, whether it's a thing where the youth express themselves, um, and what have you. Besides the fact that even now, 
even though here in the states we're kind of used to hearing more some of the more watered down stuff in the um, mainstream population in regards to hip hop and rap music, you know, it does enough to still provoke making folks mad nervous in um, other countries. So I just thought that was a um, very interesting note. Um, the town here that has done it, I'm just trying to pull out the notes and everything on that here because I just ended up doing the right. Sao Lorenco, city north of um, Rio de Janeiro. So it's not even folks saying that, hey, you know, don't rob, don't bug out or whatever. They're like, the music is supposed to provoke that. So, you know, there's probably other issues going on around that piece already. So I just thought that was interesting. Judah? Yeah, I'm glad Fusion said that because it kind of gave me a reminder of something I saw either on VH1 or, or the BET about the uh, 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 um, um, about Soul Train, about the history of Soul Train and Don Cornelius. I, f- I had just recently saw that And Don Cornelius was not feeling hip hop in the beginning You know what I'm saying And hip hop came to Don Cornelius said to the In the face of Curtis Blow And this was the 80's when these cats weren't religious Or you know were still You know youthful You know Curtis Blow's a preacher now God bless him But he said to KB in his face you know I, you know, I don't understand it it don't make no sense to me K was dead, devastated by that, but I just not to put his name into it. But I'm what the point I'm making is is that hip hop was never accepted by black media in the beginning, only in New York. So when people talk about this New York thing, New York radio and New York people were the only ones who were accepting it. Go someplace and talk to somebody who's 60 and, and like let's say the Midwest or down south and ask them they like hip hop. Go to New York and ask somebody who's 60. More than likely they like hip hop. You see what I'm saying? But I just thought it was very interesting that, you know, because I think New York disco and hip hop to Soul Train was interpreted by as New York things. You see what I'm saying? So there was an apprehension to poor black New Yorkers doing anything, especially something that was new. You know what I'm saying? Which is very interesting. I thought that was very interesting because you hear some of these, some of these people talk about hip hop helped destroy. Well, hip hop didn't destroy um, Northern New Jersey. Hip hop didn't destroy uh, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Southern Connecticut. Hip hop didn't do that to them places. Drugs and corrupt cops and corrupt politics and racism did that. And black people not doing what they should do for themselves. Hip hop ain't have nothing to do with that. But I thought it was very interesting because it went to show me. The 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 divinity the greatness of hip hop, you know all these all these all these like all these cats on high horses, oh it ain't nothing, you know. But hip hop came to outpace it, you know. I grew up in the tri-state area, and that's one area that I've been in where the poor cats you cannot you cannot underestimate them. You know what I'm saying? You cannot do it, and they created hip hop. Of course, hip hop took elements from other art forms. But it sprung in NY. You know what I'm saying? This is not about an NY New York thing. But I just thought it was very interesting because they rejected it. And I thought part of that rejection was because it was from New York. You know what I'm saying? As if New York blacks did anything to anybody else. Who, at least cats who weren't in the drug trade didn't do anything to nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? And cats who maybe went to other states, hustled and got it on, took took people's women and, and, and you know, sold on their corners. That can't You can't paint all New Yorkers with that. You know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to mention that and how media 
Black media ignored hip-hop in the very beginning. And black media, in some ways, half of its revenue is related to hip-hop now. You know what I'm saying? You know, but hey, you know, like I said before, God so loved the world, he gave hip-hop to poor New Yorkers and Puerto Ricans. And that's why we all have something to, 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 to bump on other than funk music. And for them to hit, this is in Brazil, they would get rap and funk. And funk. You know what I'm saying? Those are core Negro American art forms. You know, but hey, you ain't gonna be an escape. You ain't gonna be escape rhythm blues. And if you ain't gonna be escape rhythm blues, you're not gonna be escape hip hop. Aight. Alright, no doubt, no doubt. And two last little quick notes. Shouts out to Slash. He has for my Rockheads, he's gonna have an album dropping later this year. Um, guitarist for Guns N' Roses has done numerous guest spots on 90 billion million people's joints and you know beside the fact I like rock music I like all types of music anyway if people have seen if, if people have seen the blacklist or the type of thing Slash is black yes so you know we had to give you know ups to him and everything for that and whatnot. so I want to shout out to my rockheads and one last quick thing I know that was interesting um, before we get into the music and the interview of Money B is that there was a study that was done that showed the increase in online journalists, freelancers, and other independent media has made the press more vulnerable to oppression, but also has helped raise awareness about such things going on. So, in other words, the more types of outlets there are, the more it's making certain establishments nervous or whatever. I personally find that kind of dope. You know, the internet is the new printing press. So, for everybody who can get a blog out, get a podcast out, whatever, whatever, you can go through all different types of ideas. And one thing, as a real big advocate of freedom of speech and artistic expression is, and I'll tell anybody this all the time, I don't gotta like any damn thing you do, but, you know, I support your right to say and put stuff out there. And that also means that you had to do the same for me, you know. We don't gotta like each other at all. We don't gotta deal with each other, all other types of deals, but... You know, if you feel your stuff is so out there and right, you don't got to worry about my little boy saying something or being concerned. So, you know, you know, folks got to, you know, let that stuff go. If there could be a tea party, there could be a green party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they could be Democrats, they could be Republicans. If they can, you know, be black radical, they could be sellouts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really care, but I'm going to do whatever the hell I could do to say what I'm going to say. So... I had just thought that was cool. That was a study done by the New York um, Committee to Protect Journalists, um, excuse me, CPJ, where it said, you know, blogs, social networking sites, and other um, forms of new media have also died fighting censorship, have also helped fight things like censorship and, you know, raise awareness and stuff, whether it's an email alert, Facebook petitions, um, tweets, which we've noticed um, on an international basis, especially with the situation in Iran. And um, a whole bunch of um, other stuff. So, shouts out to that. And, yeah, I'm cramming in a lot of stuff because I haven't had Judah in here um, for a while. And last week, we were just kind of going here, there, and everywhere. Um, and lastly, I know some people are going to be like, well, Fusion, why didn't you mention the thing with John Mayer? Look, black people have bigger things to be concerned about than some overrated white boy guitarist who thinks he can play blues. As far as I'm concerned. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about that in regard to the Playboy interview where, you know, folks would say he wasn't really, you know, feeling getting with, you know, black chicks. He thought he had a hood pass, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all can find that nonsense on the web or any other gossip blog, 
and all of that. He's not the first white person of privilege who, because he was around a bunch of watered-down black people, or folks who didn't really have one particular hardcore stance or one thing or the other, thought it was all good. He could say what he wanted to say. Do I believe he's a racist? Not really. I just believe he's a stupid dude. If people even remotely hit up gossip blogs like I do occasionally, you know, dude always likes saying outlandish shit and, well, stuff, and thinking that he is, you know, witty and this, that, and the third. I thought he was pretty much doing the same thing there. As a black woman, quite frankly, you know, I don't need some white boy validating my sexuality or making me feel that I could be accepted in one place or the other. I was more upset at black chicks who were mad about him saying that. You know, if you look at any of these sites, you know, this dude went up with Jennifer Aniston and a whole bunch of other white women, which is, you know, it's fine and dandy. I really don't care who they too. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, if you look at stuff like that, duh, he ain't... He certainly ain't out with no black woman or no woman of color publicly or whatever. That's obvious. So what's the surprise? What's new? I mean, you know, sometimes folks got to get their priorities straight. You know, black folks have way more to worry about than freaking John May. I'm going on Twitter during the day and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm seeing all this stuff that's in the third. And it's like, for who? Let, let's get on. Let's get on some other type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I gossip and bug out and do everything else, too. But I'm like. People got their arms up about this and, you know, how much other crazy nonsense is going on right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 detract that through. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's screaming about Jay-Z being Illuminati. If he is, who cares? Let's detract that stuff somewhere else. I mean, if he is, what are people going to do about it, really? If folks aren't going to try to convert that Negro, then I don't know. What's the point? <laughs> Personally, you know? you don't like Illuminati Satans or whatever don't buy that dude stuff <laughs> how hard is that you know don't call for one thing don't call this dude ho I mean what the hell you the, the, the alliteration of God type of thing no wonder why dude's ego with mad big yeah people you know on his collective privates about various stuff and you know all over types of business but you know I just had to throw that mayor thing out there cause I know somebody was going to get at me about that I had a few people ask me if I was going to mention it on this week's show so whatever anyway let's get back into the real dj fusion new mix some old school some new school john judah mix some old school some new school little surprise he got for the people so stay tuned and of course money b of digital underground had a really dope interview with him and you know we had a lot of stuff going on on his businesses solo win we had some good talks about stuff from on back in the day how folks feel about hip-hop now etc and you know black agenda report and direct effects so we're jumping really hardcore on this week's fuse box radio so sit back relax and stay tuned all right 21st century black radio syndicated fuse box radio broadcast with dj fusion and john judah there's my children ladies Make music group scoop these, ransack tracks like jewel thieves. 
break it down to the matter, cause the chatter joins squeeze. We represent and take offense at all the nonsense Hit and resurrect like common sense We rhyming fresh, nonetheless Don't stress the messages Bounce to the beat like big presses After this rap skit, kids go back and practice Lacking this, lyrical tactics when they match with Who the cat over the boom bips Ripping over the music when I use it Just before I black out and I lose it Able to stable a turntable Raping record labels for papers Press record tapers You know the time when we rock the spot Don't even notice this, scope this We know the risk can still take it, we could make it We've already been the underrated If I shine, I shine If I brick, I just brick If you diss, we can take it to the curb like dog ish I'm not in it for the gimmicks Satisfying critics I just want my own like the Hasidics Mine on the sidelines, MC's Hail Mary But I'll be in the box kicking my commentary Quick to bury MC crews who lose in my circumference And hit him with the spit I roll my blunts with It be the ultimate Dumb shit, she run it, half run it A crazy drunk of the 800 You know the time when we rock this block Artifacts, new Jerus, catch wreck and get the props You know the time when we rock this Team 1 and MCL, we be the ultimate yeah. You know the time when we rock this block Artifacts, new Jerus, catch wreck and get the props You know the time when we rock this Team 1 and MCL, we be the ultimate Is everything respect sing sing the cartel medellin pride is a monster hiding in your closet booth the boogeyman you scared come up off it blame it on the game be loved by the haters die for your market and it cost to be a gangster tattoo tears i ain't talking about the rapper ones all my shit in the truth i ain't talking about the rapper guns look around now and see competition you can't fool me you ain't no musician my angle is chris angel my aim is David Blaine, Houdini, magician 
cash rules, my pockets all creamy Champagne willy, rub the bottle like a genie Lamborghini fast, trap paper like a genie Dyson, my life got a flight like Mike Tyson My plight like Dr. Eric Dyson My sight like the zeitgeist, frightening, enlightening I just, I just came to confirm Perhaps reaffirm, under no certain terms The trees will be permitted, burn them like a pyre I could have said fire, but I'm way too fire It's willy, I'm too slick for that simple I'm appalled, taking the back like taking a nap, but I ain't never sleeping, I ain't never weak, I'm more like the weekend, Sleepin' is the future, the future look bleak then, party like a weekend, work like a weekday, think like I'm Avon, shoot like I'm Webay, both like I'm Marlo, the boat or the carlo, scan like a barcode, bars like a barcode, Sleepin' this camp up with the... Like the score to the movie, yeah. Except for this ain't a movie. You are now listening. I hear sirens in the distance. Uh -huh. Up the block, I hear gunshots, cussing and whatnot. What the? From Gabu with a nostrum, something to indict me. You hear the sound, see the flash like thunder and lightning. Tears drop like rain. The block stay on fire like the pavement on a hot day. It's Friday, beginning of the weekend, late night. We out here slinging while you sleeping. Dominicans and Puerto Ricans, Jamaicans and Haitians, man, it's all the same ish. We came on the slave ship, we trapped in the trap. 2009, no matter the year, we stay on the grind. Calling ourselves bossing up, but we still in the field like Jeter. Look, Erickson Stein, brand on my mind clearer. I see the game for what it is, it's more than life than chasing paper. Ducking these fucking pigs. These motherfuckers ain't even on our level. That's bullshit, though. Yeah, speaking of the devil. Nose flash, ball in the clash, top story headline, modern days and times. Top story headline, modern days. They say the chief for the job took a handsome bribe. Now it's picture everywhere, and he hard to find. Super prime on the grind, and the mind of times you can gain the whole world and just lose your mind. And young, and you can hug the block, but it don't hug back. When it do, when it squeeze, your spine go slap. Life feet chase paper till they lungs just collapse. Ain't no freedom at the trap, it's as simple as that. Play a hater, no mind, cause they don't matter. And wild whip slaves, you can just kill masters. Slaves getting brave to guard masters. Then they too can feel it when I snap the clip and flap It's not a threat, that's an oath Get well and catch your shop over, get a dose It's New York hours, baby, we never close And however the brakes go, my balance don't broke this smoke No slash, ball the clash, top story headline Modern days and time Top story headline, modern days So let me tell you about America, the plantation It's about to burn like terror did it going with That's why they going in, they know the end is near Israel is about to disappear, man, listen here, you better get prepared They going all out, they prepared to bring the nukes out And take us all out with the fallout Until then, they got the dogs out, sniffing for felonies From here to Tel Aviv, across the seven seas They starting new world order, fam, I'd rather drink my own urine To drink this New York water, cause that's suicidal Tell them what it's doing to your insides They got me salty like the Mickey D's french fries They got your pressure high And pressure bust pipes, we all screwed And I ain't talking about our love life But through it all, I still love life I'm still optimistic, trying not to be a statistic America, no splash, ball in the clash Top story headline, modern days and times Top story headline, modern days Yo, you now listening to Fuse
Box Radio with DJ Fusion And it's gonna be something real crazy going on Cause Mr. Fab is in the building And when I'm in here, you never know what's gonna go down Who walks in a room and fills the room with perfume? She leaves, it seems much too soon Who uses the moonlight to highlight her peaches? What a beautiful creature, it's a pleasure to meet you, girl Tell me who can help you grow and change your clothes Who can take your bank account and add some more And make you propose, she's got your nose open, open the door for her That's what she deserves, I'm better with her
Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Okay. Yeah, the doctor don't know, but New York was killing me. Bunch of doctors come around, they don't know that New York is killing me. Yeah, well, I need to go home and take a slow down in Jackson, Tennessee. Let me tell you, city living ain't all home. It is cracked up to be
Yes, I was standing in dining And New York was killing me Seemed like I need to start over And go back home In Jackson, Tennessee Lord have mercy Mercy on me Lord have mercy Have mercy on me Turn him to bury my body Back home in Jackson, Tennessee Probably need a mop Sometimes I keep it simple Sometimes I'm really not Inclined to for a living No, not mine And that's my decision So clap for the sunrise If you really want it I'm bound to keep you tongue-tied If you're really on it If you're not, I understand Cause my name's not Alice And this short isn't Wonderland But it's definitely underhand So excuse me if we don't talk much It might take a few of mine It might take a few of yours 
take a few of her. I'm not bringing sexy back. Rap's busy like Pepsi Max, so let me go. I broke free of the harness. I'm prepared to give it to you regardless of the status quo. So if you wanna act like chimps in the zoo, I got things to do, plus people to see, things to change. So no, I'm not gaffed by people screaming my name. For the record, spinning tie and chain of the love of favorite rap is a strain. Somebody better come up with some fresher ideas, cause together we're dying from collective diarrhea. Somebody dials the flame. It's like we're screaming fire, but the truck never came. This music used to reflect the joy and the pain, but now we're just some pets of corporate toy in the game. It might take a few of mine. It might take a few of yours. It might take a few of his. It might take a few of her.
media go through all manner of contortions of logic and historical gymnastics to sanitize the Tea Party phenomenon. Anything to avoid calling the people grouped under the Tea Party umbrella by their proper name, white nationalists. White nationalism is a taboo subject in most corporate circles, and even among some on the left. The continued appeal of a loud and boisterous white nationalism threatens the prevailing American mythology shared by the likes of corporate Democrat Barack Obama and corporate Republican John McCain. The myth that racism is not endemic to American life and history. Obama made that claim in his famous and completely fatuous Philadelphia campaign speech on race. Obama denounced former friend and mentor Reverend Jeremiah Wright for expressing, in the candidate's words, a profoundly distorted view of this country, a view that sees white racism as endemic. 
But there it is, for all to see, alive and kicking in the 21st century, in the form of a Tea Party movement in whose mouths the phrase, Take Back America, means return to a time when the United States was a self-proclaimed white man's country. The Tea Partiers need go back no farther in time than Ronald Reagan, who completed Richard Nixon's Southern strategy by kicking off his 1980 presidential campaign with a speech in Philadelphia, Mississippi, a place made infamous by the murder of three civil rights workers. White nationalist support for the Republican Party is the reason the center of GOP power lies in the states of the old Confederacy. And it is the Republican Party that is most threatened by the white nationalist Tea Partiers. The GOP is, at its core, a rich man's party that relies for its mass support on people who want to vote for a white man's party. The two are not necessarily the same thing, as the white nationalists of the GOP discovered with the bipartisan Wall Street bailouts of 2008 and 2009. Anti-Wall Street sentiment runs deep in white nationalist ranks, much of it rooted in anti-Semitism, the association of bankers and Jews. Republican Party leaders have good reason to fear that the rich man's party is losing control of some of its most fervent white nationalist troops. Progressives have very different reasons to worry about the Tea Partiers. The spectacle of raging white nationalists on the march makes corporate-minded Democrats look positively leftish by comparison. But that's an illusion. African Americans are especially susceptible to calls to circle the wagons around the Obama administration in the face of racist attack. Black activist Dr. Ron Daniels made just such an appeal this week. It is a foolish, knee-jerk reaction one that plays into the hands of the banking class and its servants in the Obama administration. Just because some neo-Confederates call President Obama racist names does not mean black folks should abandon demands on their own government for jobs, peace, and neighborhood stability. Dr. Daniels wants blacks and progressives to hold a march in support of Obama. What we need to do is organize and agitate and march in support of our people's social and economic interests. There's a big difference between the two. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to www.blackagendareport.com. You are now. One, two, two, three, three. You are now. You are now. Are now. Tuned in to the Fuse Box Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Word of my pot 
Oops, I say my law. Y'all don't even wonder what the squad. You the opposite if you don't like God. I ain't fucking with y'all. All you do is sit around and get charged. You don't talk about nothing in your bars. Homie, you a fraud. Act tough, but you ain't really hard. And I don't even care who you are. I'm writing classic hits. If I don't know you, I don't pass this. God is in the weeds, real as it gets. Custom made outfits. Up and up, you ain't fly like this. No ghost, no, I wrote this. No, I won't quit. To everybody I know, get rich. It's powerful, you know what it is. I don't lost my rhyme book. I ain't got nothing for this. Hold up, give me a minute, I can come up with some. It I got it, surely crazy what they'll do for a hit. And won't hit it like this, like this, like this. And we all the way live I rolled the dice and it came out too five This is my upbringing, the upswing Of this up and up thing Got to make in the face From here to Beijing or Belgium Still some cats get it twisted like red rum And get it straightened out by the streets Welcome to the Ville, the home of the real Don't stay hard, she met me at Gladys For some drinks at the Boulevard Can't get enough of this good love I represent it, product of my environment I spent some time in it House life is splendid, I'm doing great I handle business, this my little sister I ain't seen the end in a minute It's push-ups to get my weight up Writing like every day Cause the mixtape is coming up I put that on my mom and them I guess you know you listening Gilla and your stereo I try, bitch, the leaders reminiscing a scenario We'll never disappear We'll never disappear Success gotta be this way. You're now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fuse. We'd like to ask now that all passengers please hold your breath as we take you through an underwater hip hop extravaganza. We're now descending. We're at 400 fathoms. We have arrived. Now last night underwater, I saw a French mermaid. Treated her to caviar and wine over shrimp brain. In the raw, on the ocean floor. Need I say more? You never heard nobody kick it like this before. Pink champagne, octopus brain. Saw your DJ underwater through the window pane. That sucker tried to hit a mix, but the mix didn't happen. Records kept floating, all the fish kept laughing. A blowfish blew my mind and started to rhyme. As the octopus cut nine records at a time. Your boy said, show me how to keep my records down. But the shark ate his am. Your boy got clowned. The rhymes he say have no particular order. Go ahead, buy the rhymes if you think that's 
Y'all, one, two, one, two. What's going on? You're now in tune to the syndicated worldwide Fuse Box radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, doing our thing on the FM dial, internet radio, websites, podcasts, and all that good thing. Bringing you what we call 21st century black radio, which is the hot music mix, whether it's old school or new school, mainstream to underground, as well as some dope news commentary and interviews. And you know how we go on the interview with. We always go hard and heavy, whether it's the new cat on the block or one of our folks who've done their thing on the foundation in regards to the music that made things the way they are today. We'll put it this way, the way they are today in a positive way and whatnot. And we have the honor this week of interviewing Money B. And, you know, he's been in so many places within the past plus 20 years. I know people have run into 
Lenny B um, through his music. Some folks know him through the underground. Some know him through his solo projects. Some know him through Raw Fusion. Some, you know, people who have heard various guest appearances on folk music from Tupac on down have definitely heard Money B's voice and or production. Uh, my people who watch the grown folk stuff, you know what I'm saying? Knowing through, you know, some TV things through that. And our internet radio heads through one of our fellow partners, SwerveRadio.com, know him from the Going Way Back show, which is also posted up at BlackRadioIsBack.com. So, you know, the brother has been everywhere, and he's taken out a little bit of time to talk to us and the audience. Peace, bro. How are you today? I'm all right. How you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Doing great. Doing like great. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. One, you know, try the best to cover everything at one, you know, nice fell swoop and give the proper respect and everything that's due. Now, for those who may be fresh to your background, since, you know, we cover everything from the youth on upwards, um, can you just give folks a quick synopsis about um, how you got into music in general and, um, you know, where you're from and all that type of good thing? Of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from Oakland, California, um, and that's where the Digital Underground kind of burst onto the scene, um, 1989, 90, and that's kind of when I came into the music business, uh, tender age of 20 years old. Um, our first single was, actually our first single that we ever released was Underwater Lines, which was a hit overseas, like 1988 or something, right as I was giving it to we, we, from that, we were able to get a, a single deal with Tommy Boy Records, in which we released the single, Too Much Like, and the deal was if it sold, I think, like 50,000 copies, and we got an album deal. Of course, the album, single sold, it did well, and we recorded the album Sex Packet, which is probably our biggest selling album to date. Right. Uh, that album had the single Humpty Dance, which went on to be the multi-platinum single. And probably an underground favorite freak to the industry is another song I would feature on that album that's still being played today. That's kind of like where, where I start. So I come from the group Digital Underground. Uh, from there, you know, 19... Well, let me, let me back up. The whole while, Tupac Shakur, he was signed to the same label and under the same management as us. He's in a group, uh, Strictly Dope. But, you know, they broke up, but we were producing him, and he was actually our management able to come on our first big tour and from there he was in the group and we recorded the same song and that was the first time he heard to part support and you know from from there he went on to do a solo thing uh, myself and DJ Hughes who we were well fusion before we got Visual Underground mm-hmm. um, we went on to do solo albums and of course like he said then numerous guest appearances from X-Clan George Clinton to Above the Law to Rock and a host of Independent artists out of the bay and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Alright, no doubt. So that's where I started. You know, and, it, and to go even further, um, like I said, the, the, one of the way that we got in Digital Underground is that uh, Shaggy had Digital Underground before I was in the group. Me and Fuse were Rock Fusion, but we used to do the same talent shows in the Bay Area and Oakland around the Bay Area. And we used to be on the same shows as Digital Underground. Um, at the time, DJ Hughes was probably one of the best DJs, I would say, in the nation. You know, he was winning competition and he was just a dope DJ. And Shock wanted him. He wanted my DJ. 
And, you know, he asked me to be a digital underground. And he was like, well, you know, I'm down to work with you, but you got to work with Money Z. And, you know, at the time, uh, Shock, he's originally from New York and Tampa. He didn't really like the way I rhymed. He thought, like he said, I sounded like too short. But it was because I was from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slang or whatever. He wasn't really feeling the West Coast rappers at the time. But, you know, because of a few, Shock was like, okay, you know, he can be down. And it kind of blew from there. You know what I mean? Once we started working together, it, it, the chemistry was there and it kind of worked out. So. Oh, I know that. I know for some people that's information they didn't even know, so that's definitely dope to know that. Um, from the California scene at that time, how would you describe it? Like in terms of the hip hop scene and music scene in general? When when we were coming out, mm-hmm. um, it was it was a trip because when we came out, um, and 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 it actually was about to our advantage, I would have to say, because when we came out, the only people in the Bay Area really that were making records like on a on a grand scale. You know, you had Too Short, of course, was like the godfather of, of hip hop in Oakland. You know what I mean? That is all. And you had MC Hammer and you had Tony 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 which is R and D but it's still, you know yeah. it's still that flavor, you know what I mean? And it was the same scene pretty much. Other than that there were, you know, a bunch of local independent artists. You had um, E-40 and the Click were, were putting out records independently and locally. But we all had different sounds at the time. So, you know, I always tell people, um, when we when we came out, we didn't have anybody to look, you know, to look to for advice on how it's supposed to sound. Everything we did was just our interpretation, our interpretation of what we thought it should be. You know, we didn't have anybody, like, to go like, hey, you know, you guys did this before. What, what are we supposed to do? What are we doing right or wrong or whatever? We kind of just did it and kind of freestyled our career in the beginning and just did. And, you know, a lot of people thought, that's different. we never seen that before. You guys can't do that. You're like, why not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because we didn't have anybody telling us what was right and wrong and how we were recording and, you know, and expressing ourselves, we kind of just came up with this original flavor that, Nobody had, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's definitely real, because even some folks, they look at some of the oldest or underground videos right now, and, you know, even with the Raw Fusion videos and other joints, you have some stuff, you're like, wow, these folks are going someplace else. And, you know, I guess that is wonderful being able to have that spirit of creativity, and, you know, just be able to do that, and be able to go there, because sometimes it feels that hip-hop kind of misses that in terms of what's in the mainstream, I should say. You know, the independents have always done their thing. Yeah, and, and we, like you said, we, we kind of just, we didn't know what we were doing. We just did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a trip. But it was fun at the same time. One thing I will say is that um, I definitely remember hip hop in that era. And um, I remember um, the Do What You Like when it came out and seeing the single. I mean, seeing the video and just picking up on the vibe. And I definitely thought y'all were on to something good. And it was different from what I was hearing any, any, at least what was going on there anywhere else. So, I mean, you know, as a brother who remembers it and was walking around or whatever. But now I definitely think that, man, that, that I would agree that. What I also wanted to say is also in that era, there wasn't a lot of, you, you talking about the 80s when y'all was doing that. So there wasn't a lot of, yeah, so there wasn't a lot of people anywhere 
I mean, it was hip hop was still early then. I mean, when we looking at it now, hip hop was still. When we look back in hindsight, I think hip hop was still early. Eighty nine, eighty eight was still early, and I think you know what I'm saying. And um, so for y'all to have come up with that then, as opposed to now, you know what I'm saying, was definitely it, it, it meant a lot. I mean, for as far as I'm concerned, everybody who was doing anything original in that era, you know what I'm saying, it meant it meant like you know, it's like De La Soul. It's like you know. It's like to me, or like or like y'all. I mean, nobody was really doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely would advise anybody who was hearing them that these cats are definitely worth, especially especially the uh, digital underground stuff when you were with them. I mean, that's that's some very that's some major stuff right there, bro. And um, you know, I mean, I liked it independent from my people's liking it, but yeah, definitely, I definitely want to give y'all props on that. Feel you on that because there's stuff that even we get here for the radio show. Like some people, I can't tell who's who. You know, I know you know the producer more almost now than you know the, the music artist. And I think back in the day it was almost vice versa. You'd be like, okay, somebody worked with this group, but why you knew there was a similar style, it fit well with that group. It was more of an organic feel than somebody, let's say, doing the next party song or deep song or whatever else that blows up and totally doesn't fit that other artist's style at all whether they can technically do it or if it's just naturally done so i can definitely feel you on that sentiment bro alrighty alrighty now we know um you know a lot of people know you on the mc and i know y'all have done a whole lot of stuff on the production end too um can you um tell the people some of the work you've done well you know for most of the most of the digital underground albums um shot produced Pretty much everything, you know, songs here and there. Like we had a, a production team. Well, ultimately, it would be Jack's Lydia or, or final decision. But I, I kind of actually got, you know, some of my production skills from just being in those sessions and having my input and whatnot. DJ Hughes, who was also, you know, my DJ and a member of Raw Fusion, 
same thing. You know, I would just always be in the studio and around and just checking them out and see how they did things. So after a while, you know, I did start producing and I put out a um, a solo in 1999, no, 2000, called Talkin' Buddy, mm-hmm. and I produced most of that album. But even on, um, on Tupac's, uh, on, uh, the first album, Tupac Lives Now, yeah. uh, there are two songs that I co-produced on it. One is Violent, and there's another song called, um, what's it called? Stand Straight. I'm not sure if it went on his album, because there's so much Tupac stuff out there now, and, and once, he, once he passed, I stopped listening to it. Like those albums that were put out after you gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what's what, but I know we did like, uh, we co-produced, I co-produced with you a couple of songs for pop. I've done countless, you know, an album for myself, um, a few artists, uh, trying to see who you would know. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with like the Bay Area hip hop scene. Yeah, I mean, I got peoples out there. I mean, my, one of my people. Yeah, I, yeah so I, I've, I've done a lot of that, and you know, I I don't call myself so much as as a, as a producer like I can't. And I would joke and tell people I make a hot beat every once every five years. You know what I'm saying? I'm good for one hot beat every five years. You know what I'm saying? I just I do it like I can't produce, but I don't. That's not really my forte. It's not what I'm into more so as, as everything else, which I've done everything else. You know what I'm saying? I'm managing producers, acting to radio to. You know, my own label, uh, everything else, you know what I'm saying, I would say, I, I'm, I'm well-rounded in hip-hop, everything, but, you know, I've, I've done some productions, but I, I don't call myself, like, a serious producer so much. True indeed, true indeed. And speaking of the business, then, as you said, you know, you have done a whole lot and are still doing a whole lot of things, which, you know, differently credit is due on that level to be able to balance the music talent as well as all other types of business talent. Now, with um, the TV shows, I know you um, did a local TV show for a period of time, and you also had the um, show where, you know, you and Ron Jeremy were interviewing Ted, which is why I was like the grown folk in the thing, because, you know, some of our younger viewers can't watch that stuff, not at least with our permission. Or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, it, it was, um, I had a um, video production company, and we had a DVD series called Sex and the Studio. And we had to be 18 in that to check it out, like I said, for my really into it, but what it was, it was, it was like a, um, you know, we called it an adult video, a, a, adult music video magazine, and basically what we would do is, we would go to like, you know, the wild parties in the industry, we would throw parties, or, or shows and whatnot, and just kind of be on the scene, and it was like a lifestyle kind of thing, just, you know, we would go and interview the artists, the thing about the interviews was that the whole interview was really, um, geared towards sex, you know what I'm saying, and giving their sexuality, their sex lives, and what they think about this and that, and you get the opinions, and it's kind of like a, a candid interview where you get a side of the artist that you won't see on 106 and Park, or on, you know, maybe your show, or whatnot, they can speak and tell stories that they might not be able to tell other places. Um, between those segments of interviews and clips from these parties and whatnot, mm-hmm. we would have scenes from um, your favorite adult stars doing what adult stars do. You know what I'm saying? So we had that version of it, but we also had like a um, uh, like an R-rated version of it with just the interview. So uh, we put out episode one and episode two, 
think um, episode one was released in 2002, and episode two was released in 2004. Um, they did pretty well. Uh, we actually had a, uh, a falling out with the distributors and classics that we got tied up. We hadn't done, we haven't done one in a while, but we still have that company. We have plans to revisit it and bring it back. So it's definitely called Sex and the Studio, A and D. Look it up, you know, feature like, like, you said, Ron Jeremy, um, India, Lacey Duvall, um, our session, um, Mr. Marcus are some of the adult stars, but I also have Little Chris, Bone Crusher, Too Short, Exhibit, um, Randy Jackson from Jackson 5, DJ Smear, um, Lacey Dance, Bone Thug, so I just, and these, these all are, are my peers, two people that I've come up in the business with or, or any the tour with, or I just know them personally. So when I interview people, you know, they're pretty candid and they feel like they can open up and talk to me because it's almost like I'm letting you in on a personal conversation between me and my life. You understand what I'm saying? Alright, true indeed, true indeed. Now, one thing that, you know, we have people through our website, we post up your show, um, with the Going Way Back show. Uh, one thing I know is, you know, audience love the show and the music that you put on and, you know, the folks you interview and everything. What inspired you to get into internet radio to specifically push that type of vibe out instead of going, you know, one of these syndicated routes on one of these, um, I guess, um, like, um, big radio station syndication partners or whatever. It's more of an artistic freedom type of thing, wanting to be able to have control over things, or? Well, you know, the way I got into it, and, and, I, and I meant to mention it at the beginning of the interview, is that what I was telling you about, you know, where I came from before, is it was actually, at the time, um, we were doing, or that I was joining Digital Underground, and we were just getting that thing started. I actually used to do college radio. Um, K-A-L-X in, in, uh, at the University of Cal Berkeley. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't my show, but the same thing. I was just used to be there, like an intern, and just, and I was a personality on the show. Um, you used to call it the Poop Troop. Poop Troop with Davey D. I don't know if you guys know who Davey D is. Oh, yeah, that, that's our brother in arms over there. Right, so it was Davey D's show, and we used to get on with Davey D, and Poop, who was my manager, and we just used to, and DJ Benny B, who did um, ABA Records that had uh, mm-hmm. uh, violated people in our world. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, we all did the station and, and just to be on there and, and playing music that we love. So, you know, fast forward to now, kind of like what I was telling you before, like a lot of music now sounds the same sometimes yeah. and it doesn't excite me as much. So, you know, I would make myself CDs of music that that I love, you know, I, I love old school hip hop, you know what I mean, and people would always ask me to make them CDs and whatnot, and um, I don't know how I came with the, with the idea, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do a show, and you know, I started it, um, the first show I did, I started at uh, swearradio.com, mm-hmm. and you know, as I got more comfortable doing the show, you know, I've created my podcast. And as people heard about it and people inquired about it, um, you know, I picked up more stations and whatnot. It wasn't, it's not um, a, uh, I'm not purposely only doing it internet radio or only doing podcasts. It's kind of like I'm doing my show and I want as many people to hear it as can hear it. So, say if it was, uh, say, serious, um, 
was it, Sirius Satellite or whatever, yeah. if they asked to fund my show, I would not, you know, I would have a problem with something out. You know, my, my thing is to grow the brand of the Going Way Back show. Mm-hmm. Not so much to have it only in these specific spots. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So wherever I can place it, wherever it can be heard, then I don't have a problem with it. Uh, one thing about my show, it is, it is a, um, uncensored show. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, I always think about it. What if I didn't get an opportunity to do that? Blah, blah, blah. I'd have to go and make a bunch of radio versions of my music, which I don't have all radio edits of. That might be a problem. So I do kind of like the freedom that I get to say what I want, do what I want, mm-hmm. and how to produce my show as I please. You understand what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Because I am, I'm the host of my show. I'm the DJ of my show. I, I edit and produce my show. You know, it's me. I do everything. You understand what I'm saying? So from from the beginning to the end, I have I, I do my own show. All right, no doubt. I was about to say some of the interviews be all the chain too, and you know I don't know if I necessarily want to have those edited, but you know I guess that would be how it will go. Have you said the interviews? Oh yeah, the interviews be off the chain that we got. We got some of our best feedback on um our site where we posted the podcast from the um show to the interviews. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and and and, and the artists actually appreciate it as well. You know, they always tell me like, man. They, they enjoy the fact that they get to say what they want to say. And I, I always tell them, like, feel free, you know, to say what you want to say. And just like in my in my um, DVD series, I used to do the interview. Because these guys, most of them are people that I, that, I, that I know. You know, they trust me. So they will say anything. And if there's anything, I'm never showing artists in a bad light. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've never taken an interview and say something that I know that they would probably just say it. But either wouldn't want to be played or maybe for their best interest shouldn't be played. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you know, I still want to keep the relationships with, with these artists that I've had. So, you know, they trust me and then I, I try to do the right thing by them. I, you know, I, I play it, but I won't just play anything put somebody on super blast. You know what I mean? A lot of them, they don't care. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm very uh, cognizant of you know, I portray the artist that I, that I do the interview. Alright, no doubt. I can definitely dig that. I can definitely dig that. Now, as one who has been involved in, I would just say, business and the entertainment industry in general for over the um, past 20 years, if somebody wants to get into any of these aspects, whether it's the music or the videos or just being like, I want to be my own business man or woman, and go forth and you know be able to push out other people's product and my own product what would be some of the best advice you can give somebody to be able to do that but at the same token be able to have a decent amount of creative freedom to do what they want to do on um, i guess the um the musical product then, or whatever product that's being put out it's really it's, it's with, with anything that you do especially in this business you have two things one you have to believe in yourself and your idea of doing that. If it's something that you want to do, then, you know, do it. Every day, take a step towards doing whatever it is that you want to do. And that, meaning, if you want to, if you want to be an entertainment lawyer, then you should find out how you get into, into school, intern at, you know, at this law firm or read these books. You know, every day you should do something towards that. If you, same as if you want to be an MC or 
your label, you know, you have to make steps towards doing it and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. You know what I mean? Or that, like, no, that's not going to work. Because, especially in music, when you're creating things, if you make it and you like it, trust me, there's somebody else out there that likes it. You understand what I'm saying? You know, because it was a thing where, where, and, you know, from then to now, like back in the day, you know, you know, we all thought to be like, man, this is going to be kind of corny. But we really couldn't, you know, that, that, you know, I talked to him about this as well, you know, we talked about it. He was like, man, I was like, what was it? But, you know, he was like, I'm making the best hip hop I know how to make. And I like it. You know what I mean? So when everybody was telling him, like, man, it's rock. He's like, what do you mean it's rock? It's just so 15 million. Copy. Why is it what? You understand what I'm saying? So if it was, if it was her, my opinion at the time, or a lot of people in hip hop, he would have never done what he what he did. You know what I mean? So you just gotta if you if you do something, believe in what you do, and just go and do it. The other thing is, you know, you have to love what you do. You know what I mean? Because there are just just to say. There are 100,000 rappers in the United States that are trying to put out a record or that are putting out records independently and doing their music. Mm-hmm. Of that 100,000, there are probably about 30 that are really making a lot of money from, you know, as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you have to love what you do because you're just doing it to make money you may be miserable because it's a lot of work, it's a lot of time. You have to really be dedicated. That goes with anything that you do, that you want to do. You have to love what you do because if it, if it takes you a while to reach your goal, at least you're not miserable unless you get to that goal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I enjoyed the journey just as much as reaching, you know, the point that, that you know, at any, at any point that I reach, you know what I mean? Any goal that I reached or any plateau that I made it to, I enjoyed the journey just as much as being there. You feel me? Alright. Do indeed. Do indeed. So, so just being a different thing. That's what you do believe in yourself. Nah, that sounds good because one thing that one I don't think wants to treat anything they have a passion for to treat it like that nine to five you don't ever want to go to. So right. you know, I can feel you on that a thousand percent. Yeah, man, kind of like, you know, while, you know, I was helping you, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been able to make a living doing something I like to do for the last 20-some years. I mean, I can ask more. I'm not, I'm not rich, but I'm, but I'm, but I make a living. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy getting up and, and working and going to work every day. I can't wait to get to work. Mm-hmm. I can do that. That's a goal. I think everybody for that, period. So, you're able to do that. That's a beautiful thing. Um, right there. And, um, one more quick question before we run down all the information in terms of how people can reach out to you, find out what's going on, um, with all your projects and so forth and so on. Is, you know, you've literally toured all over the world the past 20 years, um, with groups or solo. Can you give, um, our audience here at the Fusebox Radio, I guess off the top of your head, one of your best tour memories? Uh, yeah, um, one of my best tour memories, probably, uh, Japan, 
Japan and Japan won just because when we went to Japan, it was it was like a different level of appreciation for the music. Just in Europe and Japan, other countries too, they appreciate the music more than they do here in the United States. That goes from the 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 um, from the, the fans, they're, they're really fans of the music. They follow it. And they they do. They find out information, all the information about you. They know everything about you. They're really a fan of yours. They know it all. Like, you, you went to Japan, they didn't speak English, but they sang every word of every song at our show. And from the fans to the, the promoters who, you know, the promoters, if they say, hey, we'll pick you up at 5 o'clock, they're there at 459. They're to pick you up. You know what I mean? They don't play. They get you. They pick you up when they say they're going to pick you up. They take you and meet you. Anything they say they're going to do, they do. Same with the clubs. The clubs are like $20 million clubs, and they just they just take care of you. Everything's on point. There's a lot of, you know, dealing with a lot of shows and promoters here in the States. They just want to find out how they can cut the dollars, you know, spend the least amount of money and do the least amount for you, get you in, and then get you out. You know, after they're done, and they're like, hey, you know, I don't know how you get into the airport. You know, you deal with that type of janky promoters out here. And it's like, it's more the norm. Bad promoters are, are the norm here. Where, you know, it's, it's, it's unusual. And when we're touring like Japan and some of the countries in Europe, that's what I noticed. But, you know, I think our first tour in Europe, we were in Europe for two months before Happy Dance even came out, before we even put a record out in the United States. And one of our first shows, and this is like year 89, the first time we left, mm-hmm. we went to Germany, and this is a big festival, like a three-day festival. And, you know, all, all the time we had was Metro Life, and we had like a little 10, 15 minute show. But this, you know, like everybody that was big at the time was over at the festival. Our um, EPMD, like all the, um, 10 cities, you know, all okay. the big R&B groups, and House music was big out there, but it was, you know, it was like 20 groups a day, three day festival. We get over there, and soon we touch down, they take us to the ground, and, you know, they come up, they give us these shirts, you want you like shirts. And I'm like, and some buttons. They said, you want you like on it, and they had the cover of the single. I'm like, man, that's dope. How they give all the artists t shirts and buttons with all of you know, with their stuff on it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Come to find out, we're performing on the last day. Find out we're closing the whole festival, and the festival is called the Do What You Like Festival. It's the biggest song in the country at the time, and it was being televised all across Germany. And we, they were like, we were like the biggest thing in Germany. We had no idea. We just thought we were coming to open up to do like a similar festival. So when, when we get there, we're going to show everybody. Where all the other groups are like, who are these? People? You know, they just looking like. Who is this that's closing this whole festival after us? And it was just a trip. Like, we had no idea that our record was that huge when we went over there. And when we did that show, that same night was when the Berlin Wall came down. Hmm. Yeah, so, and I just remember everybody running through the streets and they were like, hey, you want to go get a piece of the wall? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 1920, so I wasn't thinking about the stuff like that. Like, where the women at? <laughs> <laughs> I did all that. 
Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm about to say, you know, I know how it can go. I know I can go here, much less if you're overseas and you get a whole bunch of other things going on. So, you know, there's no proof that you're here. We know what it is. Yeah, exactly. So I was, that's all I was thinking about. I was tripping. But now I think about it, I, I, I probably should have went and checked that out. But okay. probably wanted some crazy things. Yeah, I was about to say, I wasn't even expecting that story. I mean, just the basic part alone was hot where you found out that, hey, we're opening up this big festival. And yeah. the Berlin Wall falls down at the same time. Not too many people are going to have stories like that, so that's hot. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. See, Fusebox Radio audience, y'all heard something new right here. Yeah. Like, it can happen to you if you're hot and you can get your grind going on. That's what's up. Yeah, for real. That's what can happen. Yeah, yeah that's why it's a big story. We'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, that's cool. I definitely think, you know, that opened up a whole lot of people's eyes right there. And, you know, we definitely have a segment of our audience who already knows all the music back and forth and for those who are newer to it with you know some of our younger audience folks and everything else you know i definitely think this interview is gonna spark a whole lot of interest in the money bee journey that is still continuing on to this day with a whole lot of things as a matter of fact i know you had an uh free album available for a period of time on the moneybee.net site is it still up there is that still available for the people yeah, to check you it, out it is available you know, I'm gonna get that. You know um this album called um, for, for the Talk of It. It was in collaboration with a forum called TupacNation.net. And basically, um, what I did, it's a, like 17 songs with about um, six or seven songs that were remixed um, remixed by producers from TupacNation.net. And they're from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Germany, Ireland, Russia, from New York, and all over I took the music, you know, it started off with me singing them acapella, the remix, the song. But then as it started to grow, I was like, hey, let's do some original stuff. So we did an album, and because they are TupacNation.net, they have a bunch of acapellas of Tupac verses and stuff that people haven't heard or just that are rare. So they, they have, like, about four songs that Tupac has verses on. Um, I actually have a song with Neo. Is um, you down, my man Scott Knox from Mass, which is the project I'll, I'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, EDR from the Outlaws, um, Crooked Eye, you know, a bunch of cats that they put this record together. And, you know, two reasons I put it on the site um, as a free download. Um, one is because, you know, it, it had been a little wild. I just wanted to give people music to. So they didn't have, you know, there's no risk. You could hear Mighty D and, and let them know that I'm still doing my thing and this is how I'm coming right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The second part of it was because I had quite a few songs with popcorn, I knew that I would never clear them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know, if, you, if I give it away, people can hear it, enjoy it, and there's no consequence. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, and thirdly, of course, you know, you, you can get the album, you have to go to um, www.moneybee.net mm-hmm. and sign up for the mailing list. And, you know, get the code download album for free. You know, so the other reason was I wanted to reconnect with people that are interested in money being. So if you do, get this album, sign up, and I'm able to let you know about future albums and future projects. You know what I mean? I stay in touch with, 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 um, with fans as well as the fans who stay in touch with me. You know what I mean? All right, no doubt, no doubt. 
can on the moneybee.net website there's all types of bi- biographical info production info upcoming events projects things like that that people definitely need to check out very nicely laid out website as well you know you, you got me getting ideas about when we got to revamp our site so you know yeah, after the people I mean, who said that up and, and you know moneybee.net basically is the house for all things moneybee and because I do, you know, I do the whole way back show with Money B. You know, it's my, my old school hip hop radio show. You know, the line of classic hip hop on our cut. So you can go there and you can find out different stations that it's on. You can also get information about the podcast. You know, the podcast, moneyb69.podomatic.com. You know, but you can just go to moneyb.net, find out about the show. Um, you know, any of my new projects that I'm doing, I have a project called. Mask, M-A-S-K, which stands for Money Being Scott Knox. Um, Scott Knox is an artist out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, we're like-minded in, in, in music, so we started to do a project together. Um, you know, he's a solo artist as well, and he, he's doing his thing out in the Midwest. And um, we kind of got together and put this project together. You know, it already, it already has a track produced by DJ Tizera. We got Raz Cass on the drum. And I'm working on a few other features that can't speak on because they're not totally solidified, but it's going to be a, a nice, nice, if you like hip-hop, you like having fun, you definitely want to check out the Mass Project. I'm also doing a um, a live band project as well, and I'm recording, that's why I'm actually in the studio right now in uh, Albuquerque, Mexico, with the band Trump, and we're recording an album, the band is called the James Douglas Show. Um, and that's the James Douglas Show.com. We can uh, check out, you know, see what they're about, but we're doing a collaboration. And they're actually my touring band from the shows. But, you know, once again, find out about that. You know, the projects I'm doing, going back show, I'm doing a little acting. I, I just got a role in this movie, Liquid Rush, that um, Stephen Williams is doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you'll find information about that. You can go and see. Old school pictures, visual underground back in the day. You know, I post um, pictures of some of the artists that are on, on the Going Way Back show. Um, find out about, you know, the visual underground merchandise, which I control. You can go on there, you can, you can click on it, you can get, you know, t shirts, CDs, you know, any new news and places where I'm going to be performing at. So, anything you want to know about Money B, go to www.moneybeat.net and it's all there. So while you're there, you might as well pick up the album for free. You know, check your way out. No doubt, no doubt. And you know, people know the music is quality, so that shouldn't even be a word. You can put in that email address, you're not going to get spammed to death or no other type of oh, crazy yeah, nonsense. Exactly. You know, hit me up. I love to hear from you. MoneyD at MoneyD.net. And for all the up and coming artists out there as well, you know, I manage producers. I have a production team called Beat Mafia. And, you know, you can all go on there to MoneyD.net. And you can hear some beats if you like them. Holler at me. We'll, we'll work it out. You know what I mean? You're looking for music? I got that too. Alright, no doubt, no doubt. And lastly, on the contact end, um, we're Twitter, well, I'm a Twitter addict here. John Judah, like, not beat for Twitter as of right now. With us here at the Fusebox Radio. Are you on Twitter too? Can people hit you up on that and see what's going on? They sure can. I'm at MoneyD69. Most definitely. And you can catch me the same way. Um, on Facebook, you know, MoneyBSDU, or, or you can just type in Facebook forward slash MoneyB69. But definitely hit me on Twitter, at MoneyB69. Follow me. Alright, there you go. 
So everybody knows the ways they can get at you. We definitely look forward to just more great things from you in general, from the music on down. And this was, you know, we can ask questions all day. And, you know, we know you in the studio. We got our joint going. It was a very enjoyable interview. We definitely appreciate you taking out your time on with us here at the Fuse Box Radio. I appreciate you guys having me. No doubt, no doubt. You know, we we like letting people know that, you know, there's always been a path that we had to keep that alive and go forth toward the future as well. We can't be stagnant in anything that we do. And, you know, while people are already trying to change the history and foundations of black music in general, much less hip hop, you know, we gotta let people know. People are doing their thing and they're doing it great and you know we got to be able to keep continuing on these great traditions. So, you know, again, thank you for taking out your time with us here. Yeah, no problem. And I also just want to reiterate one more time, you know, for, with the Going Way Back show, you know, I'm on two different stations and, and a lot of people, you know, they want to hear it, but they can't hear it at the time they want to. And I'm just, you know, I encourage people to go to my podcast, and that's moneyd69.automatic.com, and you can, you know, sign up, you can be alerted every time I'm のサイトはいつもコメントばご応援ありがとうございましたそれではチェックアウトしてみてくださいありがとうございましたありがとうございましたありがとうございましたありがとうございましたありがとうございましたありがとうございましたありがとうございましたありがとうございましたありがとうござい
To never bust a style that's bunk Never bust a bunk style So listen to the way we're rhyming And the flyness Like a roller coaster Hugging the curves and dipping like I'm supposed to do For the underground truth Cause I know I'm the proof Stealing hot Stinking up the dance floor Gonna do a freelance for the funk My friends and all the others in the industry They wanna get with me Why is that, man? Maybe it's my smooth flow They know this guy is dope So they get hip to the style I'm using It's called raw fusion Ain't no topics go tripping Let it be known there'll be no slipping on mine Cause all I want is a check of this underground funk with S-H-I-N-I-N on the funk And listen to the MCs rhyming on the funk Yeah, we solemnly swear To never bust a style that's bunk, y'all So listen to the MCs rhyming on the funk What's up, Coach Shocking? Check it out, would you tell the people what we mean? What do you mean, what we mean? You know what I mean. Tell them what we mean when we're R-H-Y-M-I-N on the funk. Let them know that we got spunk. We got And when it. I count to three, go on and hit some of that Humpty Hump. One, two, three. Well, I'm Humpty Hump. You know that I'm saying something. The funk scene the face gonna keep the place jumping. As the beat keeps pumping. I'm tick-tocking them. Dope rhymes, I'm dropping them. On the 24 track and there ain't no stopping them Money B It's too late to put the tape on pause Because we're Tell me if you think the beat is nasty We'll get ready We're gonna get sweaty. Just in case, I hope you bought a talent. I'm on the prowl when I hear the bass growling. Growling like a big bass monster on the rampage. Just like when we're on stage. Shock G speaking from the underground. Do they understand? I really don't give a damn cause we're...
You are now listening to the fuse box with John Judah. Eight, seven, six, five, four, stand by, three, two, one.
Conservative flashing down the street, pointing their plastic finger at me. Don't pursue my kind of drop and die. I'm gonna wave my green flag.
right here on the Fusebox Radio.
gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. No, I ain't gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. Well, I try my best to be just like I am. But everybody wants you to be just like them. They sing what they say.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
Radio. Listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
limo, it's that dead limo But she don't give a damn, he don't give a damn And buy that product, because they a byproduct of a marketing plan Can I get an autograph, I'm fanatic Number two million and one, sign it to my mama So she could get the drama, pointed in the store in Nicaragua But you ignore the poor, can't even get to your door Fake star, you don't even know who the hell you are I don't give a damn about your car Right here on the fuse box radio.
You are now listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
Listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
stage doors for those who have prestige, who promise fortune and fame, a life that's so carefree. She's saying that's okay. Hey, baby, do what you want. I'll be your night loving thing. I'll be the freak you can talk. I don't care what you say. I wanna go to the bar.
a fat criminal. We are the fat boys! And we want to kick it. Well, why you want to kick it? Who are we? Who are we? We are the fat boys! You want to slide. And we're not going to take it no more. We are the fat boys! Ha 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 ha!
you'll agree, it's dynamite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night. <laughs>